you have your Bibles, let's turn to the book of Ezekiel, Old Testament writing of the prophet Ezekiel chapter 2. I will begin reading in verse number 1. You really have to begin in chapter 1, verse 1. It's not part of my text, but it begins like this. Now it came to pass in the 30th year, in the 4th month, in the 5th day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river Chebar, that the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. So that's the setting. Verse 1 of chapter 2. And he said unto me, who? God speaking to him. Son of man, stand upon thy feet, and I will speak unto thee. And the Spirit entered into me when he spake unto me and set me upon my feet, that I heard him that spake unto me. And the Spirit entered into me when he spake unto me and set me upon my feet. Verse 24 of the third chapter, again, he said, Then the Spirit entered into me and set me upon my feet and spake with me and said unto me, Go shut thyself within thine house. I want to talk to you for a few moments this morning from the subject when the Spirit enters. Amen. When the Spirit enters. And everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Life is a crazy thing. Sometimes when we think we have it all figured out, we wake up to realize that everything has changed and we don't have anything together. Life does things and happen things happen in life that can put you down. Troubles, disasters, heartbreak, failure, all of those things are a part of the human experience. The question is, can we stand it? Can we take it? When life comes against us and we are confronted by things that are greater than our own self or greater than our abilities, how can we survive? Can we survive? That's the question a lot of people are asking themselves even on a Sunday morning. Can I survive this? Can I get through this situation that I'm going through. Ezekiel found out what some of us need to find out this morning, and that is that you can survive and you can thrive even in the most difficult of circumstances. Ezekiel was not born a captive. He was born in Judah under King Josiah. But as a very young man, only in the neighborhood of 27 years of age. He was taken along with thousands of others into Babylonian captivity. At that moment, 
something happened in the life of God's people that shattered their hopes. That invincible feeling that they had had for so long that it didn't matter what they did or what happened, they were untouchable. Now here they were being dragged into captivity, taken to a place that they were not familiar with, and they're exiled in that community. When you look at what happened to them in that time period of their life, it is very enlightening and revealing. The psalmist David gives you a picture of what was going on, not only in the mind, but in the heart. Here was a people who had been uprooted. They had been displaced from their homes. And not only were they uprooted and displaced, but they were dejected and they were discouraged. They were whipped, so to speak. They were beaten down and they looked at themselves and their situation and realized how wretched it was. They could not have been in a worse place, it seemed. The spirit of the people was broken down. It was down as far as a person probably could go. Their lives, as far as they were concerned, were ruined. Things would never be the same again. Their faith, or whatever faith that they had possessed, was gone. It had vanished with the captivity. And their hope of a future or a better day was gone as well. They were no longer a force to be reckoned with. And here they were, sitting by the river Chebar. In this foreign country, exiled and captive in the Babylonian hands. There was a desire, no doubt, that was deep in all of them. Much like the woman who was at the well that Jesus visited in John chapter 4. The problem was, how do I access the resources that are there? The well is deep, she said. And we have nothing to draw with. Our resources are limited, though our need is great. How could they change their situation? How could they alter their future? According to them, there was no hope. And they had basically given up. And the psalmist described it like this. We have hung our harps upon the willows. And we have no reason to sing. They had given up. There was nothing that they could do about their situation. In themselves, they were out of answers. They were out of power. They were out of choices. They, the, the will to live and the will to go on seemed to have vaporized in their life. And they had truly given up. But then something happened. It happened to one man, but this one man would begin to affect others. It happened to Ezekiel. And what happened to him changed everything. In the kind of atmosphere that he was living, God began to speak to him, and the Spirit began to move upon him. And the Scripture describes what happened like this. And the Spirit 
entered into me and set me upon my feet. If there was ever a man that needed that kind of experience, Ezekiel certainly needed that kind of experience. A voice that would speak to him and say, You can stand. You can rise up again. You can overcome this. You can rise above your surroundings. You can stand on your feet and you can be a man. The Spirit of God had more confidence in Ezekiel than he had in himself at that moment. And so it is with God's Spirit. God always has more confidence in us and toward us than we do in ourselves. And when the Spirit began to move and the Spirit began to speak, God said, Ezekiel, it's time for you to get up on your feet. And in that spiritual moment, in that encounter with God, something changed in Ezekiel's life. He became acquainted with the transforming power of the Spirit. The transforming power of God's Spirit. There was something that happened in that moment. There was something that changed when the Spirit came. The Bible said he stood upon his feet. When the Spirit came, everything changed. Oh, I prayed this morning that God would visit this place in such a way that somebody could leave here today and say, when the Spirit came, everything changed in my life. I may have come to church depressed and discouraged. I may have come down and out, and I may have come feeling like there was no hope. But when the Spirit came, when the Spirit began to move on my life and in my life, everything changed. And so it was for Ezekiel. When the Spirit moved, he was set upon his feet. God became real to him, and God showed him what could happen through the power of his Spirit. Ezekiel found out that God is not dead. Oh, I want to tell somebody here tonight, this morning that God is not dead. He is very much alive. And that God is not some figure in another world, in some heaven, that looks upon mankind and, and views him in his limitation and shakes his head and says, Oh, that is so bad or that is so sad. But he is a God who is very much alive and very much wants to be active in my life and in your life. And that same God who moved for Ezekiel wants to move for Greater Life Church this morning. Somebody lift your hands and say, God, move in this place today. Move in this place today. God, show yourself strong in behalf of your people today. Lord, let the arm of your might be seen. And let the power of your spirit be felt in this sanctuary today. Hallelujah. In spite of what it looked like. In spite of what seemed to be. The situation may have looked dead. 
Your future may look dead. Your hopes may be dead. But when the Spirit begins to move, something is going to happen. Hallelujah. Ah, uh, yeah, when the Spirit began to move. When the Spirit began to move. When the Spirit moved in and entered into him, it set him upon his feet. You see, the Spirit of God is the only thing that can revive hope. It is the only thing that can renew a person's heart. It's the only thing that can put courage back in a soul that's been beaten down by life. It's the only thing that can make you believe that you're greater than your circumstances and and you are loved by somebody that's greater than your circumstance. It's the only thing that can make a difference in your life and mine and that's the Spirit of Almighty God. Amen. God knows what to do to get you out of your situation. He knows what to do to put you on your feet. And all it would take this morning is for God to move in. Amen. That's all it would take is for God to move in. The Bible said God entered. I understand God's everywhere. God can, he's omnipotent, he's omniscient, but he's not welcome everywhere. But when God found an open heart in Ezekiel, and he found a desperate soul in this man. The Bible said he moved in. He entered into that man. And when he entered in, it energized him. It gave him a new hope and a new life. And I want to tell you something this morning. The same spirit that moved on Ezekiel is moving in this place right now. And the same Holy Ghost that moves in, moves now. And the presence of God that enacted a change and transpired things in this man's life can do the same for you and I today. Hallelujah. Thank God for His Spirit. Ezekiel found out that God wasn't dead. He also found out what you and I can know, and that is that the Spirit can help you deal with your problems. The Spirit of God can help you deal with your problem, your history. Some of you have a long history. It's not good either. It's kind of tainted and shadowy, questionable, and all of those other things. But God has the power to help you deal with your history. He can help you deal with your heredity. He he can help you deal with your genes. You say, Brother Hughes, the reason I am this way is because my mom and dad did this to me. The Bible speaks of a power that's greater than your mother and your dad's influence on your life. The Spirit of God is stronger than whatever environment that you grew up in. Whatever happened to you then is nothing compared to what can happen to you on a Sunday morning if you'll just let the Spirit in, if you'll just open your heart and say, God, I need what your power can do in my life. I need what your Spirit can transform in me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Himself, He was the biggest problem. If you read the book of Ezekiel, you'll find out that some of the greatest struggles that Ezekiel had was not with God's people but with himself because he was a young man and he felt the sense of hopelessness that others felt and he felt sorry for himself. And there were times 
that there was even resentment and rebellion. The greatest challenge is always within ourselves. But the great thing about the Holy Ghost is it will help you deal with yourself. It will help you overcome yourself. It will help you rise above yourself. It will help you rise above whatever it is in you that keeps pulling you down. The Spirit of God can put you on your feet. Amen. Somebody said amen. Ezekiel found out that the Spirit of God can help you deal with your environment. The atmosphere that he lived in was against him. The culture that he lived in was against him. It was against everything that he represented. But when the Spirit came, he stood on his feet. I don't care what kind of world we live in. You can say, Brother Hughes, I... I can resist anything but temptation. Well, I've come to tell you that there's a power in God that can enable you to rise above temptation. It can enable you to stand on your feet in a culture that laughs and mocks at Christianity and says that it's the opiate of the weak-minded. But the truth is it's the power to liberate a soul and put him on his feet and make a man or a woman out of him. It will give you the strength to stand up and say, you know what, I was made for better things than drugs or alcohol or an illicit life or an immoral way of life. God made me for something better than that. I'm not wasting my life on some trash. I'm not wasting my life and my gifts on things that are going to vanish with the day. I want to invest myself in something that will last. I want something that will carry me through whatever it is I have to live through. I want the Holy Ghost to move in this place today and show you and show others that whatever it is that you live in, the Spirit of God is more than a match for your surroundings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Bible said that there were saints in Caesar's household. There was no more anti-God figure in the world than Caesar. Caesar thought he was God. There's a lot of folks that are deluded like that. Some of them live in Houston. Some of them even go to church. But the Bible said there were saints in Caesar's household. There were people that were able to live for God even next door to hell. Don't tell me you can't serve God because of where you live. I'm here to tell you that the Spirit of God, if you let it come in you, it will put you on your feet and you can stand anywhere. You can live for God anywhere. You can overcome anything. You can put anything behind you if you will just let the Spirit of God come in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He found out That the Spirit can help you deal with your situation, whatever it is, whatever you're bound by. The Spirit of God's greater than whatever's bound you. Some people say, well, I'm not bound by anything. Oh, no, nothing but angry, bitter, resentment. No, that is as addictive as opium or crack or anything else in the drug world. Anger. There's some people that are addicted to anger. It doesn't matter what anybody does, they're mad all the time. 
The Holy Ghost can deliver you from that. The Spirit of God can come into your life and set you on your feet and can help you get out of that kind of mindset and that kind of weakness, captivity. Whatever it is that held him, the Spirit of God raised him up and broke the chains from his mind and his heart and his spirit and made him a free man even in the midst of Babylon. Amen. That's what the Holy Ghost can do for you. That's what can happen when the Spirit comes in. He found out that no matter what your situation is, you don't have to be bound by whatever it is. Drugs, alcohol, immorality, stealing, lying, cheating, unfaithfulness, untruthfulness. You know, the Bible does say that all liars, all liars shall have their part In the lake of fire. All liars. Good liars and bad liars. All liars. You're better than that. God, you know there's some people who would rather tell a lie than tell the truth when the truth would be more convenient. God can deliver you from that. God can break that in your life. You don't have to be bound. Somebody said, Brother Hughes, I can't stay off the internet. I, 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 I can't stay away from pornography or I can't stay away from whatever else. I'm, I'm hooked on it. You know what you need? You need an old-fashioned encounter with the Spirit of God that can break that hold that it has on your life. Amen. And we need some, we need some deliverance from some stuff around. We need some technological deliverances. I never thought I'd be preaching about that. I've preached about demonic deliverance. And I've seen God remove demonic spirits from people's lives. I'm not afraid of that. But I'm going to tell you what scares the life out of me is the things that bind the heart and the soul of men and women today. And there's nothing really wrong with it except what it does with their life and where it leads them. And I am standing here today to tell you I don't care what has you wrapped up this morning. The Spirit of God can set you on your feet. It can put you in a place that will help you get out of that bondage and out of that situation that you are bound by. And it can only happen by His Spirit. Amen. Ezekiel found out that the Spirit of God can enable him to do what he could not do by himself. Try as he might, he could not affect a change in his own life. He could not deliver himself. He couldn't even get up himself. He was down just like everybody else. Unable to handle the situation that life had thrown at him. Until there arose another kind of character forged by the Spirit of Almighty God. Then the Spirit set him on his feet. He didn't do it. The Spirit did it. The Holy Ghost has the power to put you on your feet. God spoke to my heart last night and I wrote it down and I want to say it again to you. But you can't do what needs to be done in your life, but God can.
can. And some of you have already tried. You, you have already tried to change that. And you can't change one thing. But you know what God said? God said, I am more interested in what is in you than what you're in right now. Do you hear me? God is more interested in what is in you than what you're in right now. You say, Brother Hughes, I'm in a situation, I'm in a relationship I can't get out of. God's more interested in what's in you than what you're in right now. Say, Brother Hughes, I'm involved in something I don't know what to do with. The Spirit moved on him and put him on his feet. And as sure as the Spirit moved in, it can move now and put you on your feet and give you direction and give you purpose and give you meaning in your life. The Bible said, and you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the world. What kind of witness? A witness that sin cannot prevail. A witness that failure is not final. A witness that drugs cannot hold you. A witness that an immoral life cannot bind you. A witness that nothing in this world can oppress you when God's Spirit comes to deliver you. Amen. All you need is for the Spirit to enter in. Amen. Come, Holy Ghost. That's what I've been praying all morning. Come, Spirit of the living God, and move in this place. Because my preaching can't affect a change. I'm not eloquent enough to to make people want to do something because of my own persuasive abilities. But if your spirit can begin to move in this sanctuary, that person who came in here feeling hopeless, they feel bound in their spirit right now. They're tormented. They're troubled. They're discouraged. They're dejected. They're beaten down. They're whipped in their mind. They've given up hope in their heart that anything can be different. I want them to know that there's a spirit in this place right now that can deliver you. There is a spirit that can break those chains. There's a spirit that can set you free. There's a spirit that can put you on your feet. There's a spirit that can move right now. If you just open your heart and say, come on, come, come on, come Lord. I need what your power can do in my life. I need what your spirit can transact in my life. I need what your spirit can change in me. Come on, let's stand to our feet right now and let's lift our hands to Him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Spirit of the living God, fall fresh upon me today, God. Let your Spirit come right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God. I wish wish that I had the ability to help somebody understand here this morning what the Spirit can do for you. What the Spirit can do for you. What it can change in your life. To a whipped soul. To that one that has given up 
and just given in. And their life is just a wreck and a mess right now because they just, they've given up. They've, they've lost hope. The Spirit can revive. The Spirit can breathe upon that soul. The question is, can you make it? Can you take it? And the answer is no. Not without His Spirit. Not without his help. But aided by the power of the Spirit of Almighty God. Every chain can be broken. Every fetter can be moved. Ah, yes. Come on, praise him with me right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Ah, yes, Lord. If you're here this morning and you're dealing with something that's too big for you, I invite you to come. Let the Holy Ghost come. If you're dealing with a problem that's too big for you, you're dealing with sin that you can't seem to break through from, come. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come to a place where the Spirit can enter. God, I need the power of your spirit this morning.